for Stroud. Good protection. Loads it up. Fires downfield. Excellent touch. Perfectly delivered. Touchdown. Dalton Schultz. Stroud strikes again for 37 yards. Fourth and a long yard. Two for the touchdown. Goff looking to throw. Throws back to the end zone. We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Well, Jared Goff is the favorite to have the most passing yards this weekend out of every divisional game, plus 425 at BetMGM. C.J. Stroud, third shortest odds, 5-1. to one. Of course, he threw for 274 against Cleveland. We know what he's done throughout the season as well. So that's kind of one of the more interesting markets if you kind of go off book a little bit, not like the mainstream bets that are there. Most passing yards during the divisional round this weekend. Jared Goff at plus 425. Interesting. I kind of like... Um... There's a couple of players. I like Mayfield at plus 700. Mm -hmm. We talked about that when we did our our mock draft or our snake draft last night in terms of like, I think I took, I think I took uh, Baker third, either third or fourth, I forget. And you saw what Matthew Stafford did uh, against the Lions. Yeah. There's no, I don't think that Baker Mayfield, whether he's injured or not, isn't going to be able indoors to be able to put up some of those same numbers. I would not be shocked if Baker Mayfield put up uh, 350 passing. You yards. took him last, T. You took him took fourth. Him last. Yes. Took him last. No, now you're talking my language. We mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit earlier this week, so um, I bet it. So seven to one. So um, you did that. Okay. Yeah, it actually opened nine to one oh, for really? Baker. Yeah, so he's taking a little bit of money. We got nine to one. Um, I just really like this matchup, man. Yeah, Cam same. Sutton. If you're into pro football focus grades, I know uh, JJ Watts not. Uh, he has a uh, <laughs> 55.6 coverage grade, and he's five foot eleven. Mike Evans had the drop. Usually, Mike Evans, if he costs you money one week bounces back the next. So I really like that. And uh, I think Baker's going to be able to cook against that pass defense. I don't think Tampa's going to be able to run the ball. Um, and if you go back to that first matchup, I know they only scored six points, but they were trying to at least push the ball down the field. Baker looked a little bit healthier than I thought he was. So, I mean, as a flyer, I don't hate that at all. And Tampa's defense has been pretty good in terms of why not to back golf. Mm-hmm. James Coe, who was on the show just last segment, go listen to the podcast for his full analysis. He he put it pretty simply that, you know, Jared Goff under pressure hasn't always been very good, especially, you know, when that pressure's coming. So, yeah, I, I actually like Mayfield. Even if the odds were 100, like the same, you know, if even it was 7-1 to one and 7-1, to one, I think I'd still take Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Goff's priced the right way, right? He Makes should have sense. a nice matchup here. Yeah. You know? Indoors, at home. Yeah. We know that he, he plays well there. They love being there, so. Yeah, like Purdy's priced about right going against Green Bay and that soft zone coverage. Uh, but I don't hate the price for Jordan Love either. I don't think that's a really good matchup for Green Bay. I did bet the Niners in the game. Right. But, I mean, Green Bay and Pass Pro, they have the number two offensive line protecting the quarterback. So if they could take some shots down the field, that's the one way that you could attack San Francisco's sec- uh, secondary. They're not going to be able to do what they did against Dallas in the middle of the field. But I think they could push the ball down the field. I would like that more than I would like Stroud. I have to Same. disagree. Um with James on the Stroud stuff, just because I know he looked really good in his first playoff game. That, that game was, was at home. Yeah, indoors. 
and you look at the Browns' home road splits, much different defense when they were on the road. Now he has to come here to Baltimore. I say here because I'm from Maryland, of course. And <laughs> I want to see what the weather looks like. Not only because I bet the under, now we're at 43 and a half. I might have to come back around. Well, we're getting sl- snow tomorrow. Yeah, we know we tomorrow know it's yeah. going to snow. So if we get a windy game going against Baltimore's defense, like if you look at the Texans, I know it's the regular season, and I know they're a much different team than they were to start the year. We already saw this matchup week one, and they scored nine points in C.J. Stroud's first game. But on the road, they're 4-4 four and four this season, and they only average 19 points per game. That's why their team total is 18.5. I think Stroud might struggle, man. He struggles against man coverage. He struggles when he's under pressure. He's quarterback number 42. And Cleveland wasn't able to get any pressure. But I do think Baltimore is going to be able to, so even without Marlon Humphrey in the Weather year. Weather in Baltimore on Saturday, about 24 degrees, partly cloudy, 17-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything with Stroud. And yeah. I actually, what I did in that game, uh, Ravens minus 6.5 first half. Best first half team yeah, in all of football. Exactly. First three quarters, number one in point differential. I could see the Texans making that game, making that a game if it's a low-scoring game, if they're able to get something going on the ground. They're going to have to run the ball, and they just they don't really like to do so. So I don't like that matchup. That's why I do like the Baker Mayfield, even the Jordan Love passing yards. Uh, I said it when I came in here. The receiving yards, I like the Debo Samuel 20-1 to look, and I like George Kittle against Green Bay, against that defense. I think both of those guys are going to eat against Joe Barry's soft I agree. coverage. So, but Mike Evans is tempting, too, like I said, for most receiving yards. There's some there's some good props out there for this weekend. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, if you think about the Bucks too, there's a chance maybe they're down early, right? You know, they go out and there's a deficit. They've, they've got a face, yeah. and then they're throwing themselves back in the game as time goes on, right? Detroit goes up 10 nothing or something, let's say, and you're in that spot where it's like, we can't run the football anyway. You're normally not a good running team, so now it's going to be even worse when you're playing from behind. So it's just crazy to think about that because the roller coaster of Baker Mayfield this entire year, you got to think even against Carolina, they put up nine points, and he threw for 137. Yep. Then he throws for a 337 against yeah. Philadelphia. He threw for 309 against New Orleans, 283 against Jacksonville, 381 against Green Bay. So you've had, generally, over the last few games, good performances from Baker Mayfield throwing the football. It was just that stinker against Carolina that they won, but they couldn't do anything offensively. And he was banged up. We had no idea you know, mm-hmm. whether he was even going to be a full go in that game. So. Baker, We've seen Baker play hurt a lot, and oh, it's yeah. usually not pretty. Like I, I know that's what that's what get like that's what endears him like to his teammates, right? They love him because of that. He plays through yeah, injuries and he's guy. hurt and he's all, yeah, he's a football yeah. guy. Yeah. Problem is is that it kinda hurts teams a lot when he's on the field. I mean that that was how things kinda ended in Cleveland. So it'll be interesting to see what Lamar Jackson looks like too after two weeks off. I think that's I I, I I don't have a problem with the price the way that it is, only because there's a chance he's probably running the football a lot. I mean, we know he's a dual-threat quarterback. Same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's also got a matchup against the, you know, a really good defense in Kansas tough. City. Tough, yeah, it's tough. But like, yeah. I, like, are you, Tristan, I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Are you more of a believer in rest or rust? Or do you, does it depend on the type of player that that's being involved with it? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the type of player and, like, the injuries this time of season. With Lamar, I mean, I would have rather seen him not play. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't play, especially yeah. because we had the MVP yep. locked up because of the way that he uses his legs. See, that's what that's why this this is uh, going to be really interesting this weekend, though, because if you're making the case, like really quick, like that's a good question because I was talking about that today with Josh Allen. The Bills, I think that could work in their favor and and in his favor, even though he's like a little bit beat up. Just because every game really since week 13 has been has a playoff been, game has been must win, mm-hmm. except for week 18. That should have been, I mean, it was for the division, but that should have been if Miami or, you know, if they didn't have a bunch of luck. I mean, that should have been like for the Bills to get into the playoffs or at least for better seating. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 worked both ways too, though. Like uh, I'll use Green Bay as an example. The only time they ever won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, they had to win out like the last eight weeks of the season just to get in, and that was like a mar- uh, magic carpet ride. But also like. Then we saw them rest their starters week 18 and lose to the Giants when Eli yep. Manning came to Lambeau Field. You know, so I think it's worked both ways. Um, I mean, if you're hot, you want to stay hot. You want to stay on the field, but yeah. And that's what Baltimore is, and that's what they were. Mm-hmm. But when you've got Lamar injury issues and the team is just a, obviously a very different team when he's not on the field or not completely healthy, you probably want to get him fully right. Yeah. You probably want to keep guys like OBJ coming back from a big injury, right? That's a massive one. You've got uh, Zay Flowers, who was banged up. Your running back room hasn't been very healthy, so it makes sense why they kept at least the starters on offense out uh, yeah. of the game. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was actually, no. I mean, it was it was something you had to do, right? It was kind of that necessary evil of taking the risk of maybe there's going to be some rust. Yeah. But I mean, Lamar hasn't played a playoff game in a couple of years anyway, so it's not like we're sitting here going, well, the guy played in, you know, like Brock Purdy's played in a you know, playoff game more recently yeah. than Lamar Jackson right like, now. Usually Kansas City at least plays their starters week 18, uh, week, you know, week 17 previously. They usually at least play them for like a half to keep mm-hmm. them fresh, and I get that. But, man, in today's league, why would why, like you haven't had Lamar Jackson in the playoffs the oh, last couple of years? Yeah, so why man. get him hurt? Could Look you what imagine? You know what I mean? Like I know Sam Laporta played in that game, but they got him hurt, and they got Khalif Raymond hurt week eighteen in a game that really didn't make a whole lot of sense for them being out there. The injuries that the Ravens have had over the years, not That's just insane. Lamar Jackson, but everybody else, yeah. that team is so traumatized from all of those injury reports that got longer and longer and longer, like some an Egyptian scroll that unraveled yeah. every single week. And then you got to think, too, on top of that, think of Harbaugh at the podium every single week talking about Lamar Jackson last year. And then you could tell it got to a point where he was frustrated. And you could tell that it wasn't, like there were things going on behind the scenes that maybe he could have played. And he just didn't want to talk about it anymore. To get to this point now, where they have Lamar Jackson and this offense healthy, it's absolutely a no-brainer that you don't play anybody that week. But you do run that risk of now, at least maybe in the first half. I mean, look, maybe this is even a situation there where, you know, you're, you're fading Baltimore in the first half. Yeah, Like, maybe you kind of go that route. They look a little sluggish until halftime and things start to click in the because players are like their lives are based on routines you need that routine you talk about like the Chiefs always playing at least the first half last week of the season even if everything was clinched it's just to get guys into that pregame routine get them out there get a few hits in and don't play the entire time but again it's one play one play risks everything that's what makes it so tough though is because the Ravens first quarter and first halves They've been monsters against the spread. Yep. So you have to try to figure out in your mind, do you want to continue to roll with that trend, mm-hmm. or are you worried about the rust? Everybody has to make their own decisions, right? So, yeah, that's a tough one, considering that I kind of like the Ravens in this spot first half, and Me then too. you look at week one, and actually the the Texans, even with a, a rookie C.J. Stroud in his first game, I want to say they were only down by three in the first half, something like that. Yeah, I mean the score was the final score was twenty to nine. Yeah, week one. Yeah, it was a pretty close first half. I was a little worried because I bet the Ravens. I thought, is this a trap? I'm a big CJ Stroud guy. <laughs> I don't know how good he's going to be his rookie year. And I mean, because they were a five and a half win team. That was their win total coming into the year. Houston, D'Amico Ryan's actually got six years because in Houston it's usually like you're one and done or two and done. They have they have to. I was thinking they have to thank Lovey Smith for this. 
Yeah. Lovey Smith saved yes. that organization. Mm-hmm. They saved them from themselves. If, if they were yes. to win a Super Bowl ring, I would argue that Lovey Smith <laughs> deserves should have a, a ring. Super Bowl ring. I agree. <laughs> Caleb Williams better be awesome. I know we'll talk about that later because they could have had C.J. Stroud, Chicago that is, and the Carolina Panthers probably made a big, big mistake. I think they did make a big mistake. What I want to see in this game, in the Baltimore game, I don't. I would worry about the rust if like Mike McCarthy was the head coach, but with John Harbaugh. I think this team's going to be prepared, man. And Lamar hasn't been in the playoffs the last couple of years. He's fully healthy, as healthy as he could be. Right. Worry a little bit about like the Humphrey injury, but yeah, man. I think with that defense, which is historically good, C.J. Stroud making his first road start in the playoffs. They're not the best road team. I think Mike McDonald's going to have the perfect game plan. We I also got to remember he saw C.J. Stroud in college too. Like he's he knows him. I think they're going to see a ton of man. Um, but man, what I want is Mark Andrews props. I know Same. he's hurt, and I know it's going to be mm-hmm. windy, but the Texans can't cover the middle of the field with those linebackers. Likely props are, are there as well. I like that. Everything right now off the board for the tight ends. I have no idea why. So I might have to play some Zay Flowers. He did torch him uh, week one. Zay Flowers has been just so important to that offense this year. They finally drafted a wide receiver that's going to work. Yeah. Uh, the Athletics' Ben Standig up next. It's Bet MGM Tonight.